Hello, welcome to iHeart Recovery Land. Uh, today is December 8th. It's a Thursday. And I'm sitting on Boo Boo's patio. It's actually a very nice covered porch. They can like cook out here and eat out here. They have like uh, the grill and I don't know what else. It's, it's, it's very nice and it's very prettily decorated for Christmas and all. And it reminded me that yesterday my friend Christopher um, posted a picture on Instagram. He is an interior designer. I don't know if that's the right word. Sorry, Chris, if it's not. But anyway, he, like, decorated a client's tree. This is, like, the fourth year in a row, especially for um, a charity event that this um, client hosts every year. Anyway, it's beautiful, of course, because Chris doesn't do ugly. And um, it reminded me a long time ago when we were just growing up, I mean, he, we all knew he loved, de like, decorating Christmas trees. Like, it was a thing for him. So one year, he decorated our friend's Christmas tree at their apartment. It was so cute. Like, he really put a lot of effort into it, and it was just the sweetest thing. And now looking at that picture, I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that we're adults, A, and B, he makes a living at doing what he loves. So I was just very encouraged by that. Also, the idea of beautiful things is very healing. It's one of the things that I really miss about, um, you know, my old life. Uh, I did not have a very nicely decorated apartment or anything. In fact, it was very Spartan. But I surrounded myself with things that worked for me in terms of what I wore, what I ate, what I chose to um, serve my food on, you know. Well, no, I didn't actually choose. Mommy gave me beautiful things. But, you know, all those things are gone now. I gave them all away. And I, you know, I miss just not having to think about stuff like that. I call it a lifestyle of effortless beauty that I used to live. I mean, the stuff that you just don't think about. Anyway, I was just thinking of Chris this morning. And, um, yeah, go look him up. It's Christopher Patrick Interiors. He, I think, is very gifted. We should all be so happy to be, you know, that gifted. Anyway, today I wanted to tell you the life is my sport story. Um, life is my sport is um, the name of Randy's book. It's a volume three. It's also called Learning How to Run. Uh, look it up on Amazon. Of course, everything is a nonprofit. And all sales from this book online and David's book, Learning How to Live, are going straight to help Matt walk. Um, so... Anyway, the story behind Life is My Sport is that back in July 2014, I was on the leg press one day, and Randy said one of those things that is just really funny from him. Well, no, it's not funny. He's actually serious. He just told me, I was like in the middle of an exercise, and he just says very quietly, I'm going to make an athlete out of you. And I was like, oh, that's sweet. But of course, I never believed him because I didn't believe anything he said. Because I was still in that stage where I was taking, like, copious notes on both of these people. Because I was like, yeah, you know what? I don't believe anything you say. So I'm going to write every single dumb thing you say to me down. So that when, like, you know, it becomes tr uh, apparent that I can't trust you, I'm going to come back to you with all these notes that I took on my phone and be like, you know what? You lied to me. I don't like liars. Yeah. So that didn't happen. In fact, I actually wrote a book or two books or, you know, whatever. Anyway, so he says, I'm going to make an athlete out of you. Now, I didn't believe him, but I appreciated the sentiment enough to write it down and note the date. July something. I think it was July 14th. I don't know. 2014. I don't know. I forget what it was. Anyway, I didn't believe him. But then 
Um, a year later, in July 2015, uh, Randy was not there one day, so I did my run in the machine, the Alter G, and then I got out and I was stretching myself out on the floor. And this lovely, quiet lady came to me. And she, I kind of saw her out of the edge of my, like, corner of my eye, edging her way over. And she said very quietly in a very gentle, sweet voice, she goes, excuse me, what is your sport? <laughs> now, this is not an unlikely question because the, um, Coach Randy's place is, is populated by, like, a lot, like, you know, a lot of professional athletes, a lot of, you know, college athletes, a lot of, you know, a lot of, like, you know, people who know what they're doing. So it's not unlikely that you would find, you know, well, it's not unlikely that somebody would ask somebody else this question. But, like, we're talking to me. Notably, I will say that she did not see me, like, just walking around. She only saw me in the machine or, like, on the floor stretching. So she was, like, she, I think she would have known if she had seen my gait. <laughs> but anyway. So anyway, she was so nice. Her name's Miss Lillian. So I, I laughed. I was like, oh, you know, I don't have a sport. I had a stroke, and I just told her, I was like, you know what, life is my sport. And she laughed and laughed. And um, I thought it was very sweet of her to ask, and I realized what just happened. I was like, wow, she just mistook me for an athlete. <laughs> so I wrote Coach Randy uh, like a week later. Once I figured out what had happened, I was like, you know what, it happened. So, yeah, thanks, Randy. Anyway, Miss Lillian. Like, she wasn't just some random Joe. She she was like, uh, you know, she used to be a track and field athlete. I think it was mid-distance or I don't know. Anyway, she, she literally tells me, she was like, um, I was the first African-American woman to represent the United States internationally or something. I don't know. I think she mentioned something about Russia, like, in 1952. That's right. I just said 1952. And, um... Since then, like, she, of course, had moved on to other things. She became an educator, and, like, I think she worked uh, for the United Nations. I mean, it was very impressive what she had done. And she was just very pleasant to talk to. Anyway, so I really appreciated that. And um, the idea of life as my sport is very true. I mean, I train for specific purposes. I mean, whether it's to pack a suitcase or to be able to cook dinner or unload the dishwasher. These are things that I train for. And basically, I train for weekends and vacations because that's when life really happens. But, you know, I think everybody, um, everybody is, you know, life is a sport for everybody. And I think that no matter if you're dealing with cataclysmic medical events or really you're kind of stuck on the hamster wheel of the American dream, you know that this life can be wearing. And, um... The fact that something so crazy and drastic happened to me and I say, you know what, everything I used to live this life I learned before I got sick when my life was probably a whole lot less complicated than yours is significant because I still use those concepts and they're working for me in this very extreme set of circumstances. So that should tell you something. Anyway, you have a great day and I'll see you next time.